Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, man, that game was painful, excruciating, frustrating, terrifying, all of those things. But a win is a win. The Lakers move on and now get ready to face the Memphis Grizzlies. A little bit of fair warning here. I did three hours of the show uh, with with my buddy Keith from Fast Break Breakfast. Fast Break Breakfast. Uh, he we we watched that game together, and uh, we are going to be talking about Lakers and Grizzlies later in the week. Uh, but I went from that to an hour plus with Harrison right after the game. And my voice is just about ready to give out. So uh, let's try to get this. <laughs> let's try to get through the, through this thing together. I'm basically Dennis Schroeder, who like pulled a hamstring and wound up being the most important player in the game. Uh, though in terms of importance here, I'm more like I don't know. Uh, Devon Reed? Nope, he's not on the team. Um. Yeah, I'm just I I'm like a trainer's assistant's 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 assistant. Let's start with the actual game here, and you know, really kind of dive into the way everything played out. Uh, the Lakers, you know, really kind of let things get away from them. Uh, I thought, and put themselves in a really bad spot, especially there in the third quarter where the lead kind of ballooned up to the teens. And, you know, in that moment, you kind of thought, all right, it's time to start playing perfect basketball to try to get this thing within single digits heading into the fourth quarter. And from there, you just kind of hope that you get enough stops and you get you take advantage of enough opportunities that you make it a game or not even just make it a game, but obviously win this is the goal. Uh Minnesota shot the ball incredibly well for most of the game. Uh, and, and I, you know, I know I've talked about uh, variance a lot on yesterday's show, on yesterday's lowdown. Um, and I talked about it some with Pete. And I do kind of think that takes something away from uh, the, 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 ki- the kind of shots that Minnesota was providing for themselves and, and opening up for themselves. Uh, the Lakers, yeah, we can, it's easy to say, you know, there were a couple step back three pointers off of the dribble and there were some uncharacteristic, uh, uncharacteristic shots that were made in the paint and in the mid range that the Memphis was hitting. But, uh, you know, I also think the Lakers, especially early on in the game, they were giving up a lot of three pointers and, uh, to to guys who game their game can go one way or the other from deep, and I thought the Lakers allowed too many of those guys to get into a rhythm, and you know a lot of the focus is going to be on Carl Anthony Towns' uh, fouls over the course of the game, but I thought he was tremendous. I thought he was really, really effing good throughout that game offensively. Um, every time Memphis, not Memphis, Minnesota really needed a shot uh, to stymie the Lakers' momentum or just in general. I thought he was at least getting a really good look for himself. 
and more often than not, uh, you know, knocking down that really good look. And, uh, you know, Minnesota, I, I really want to take my hat off to them and credit them for playing the way that they did and competing the way that they did, given everything that was going up against them um, in this game. I'm not going to talk about the referees. I thought there were calls made on both sides. I thought there were calls missed on both sides. Um, I it, that just I really think that kind of minimizes the game into its least interesting form. But Memphis playing without Gobert, and yeah, like I know there are some people who are going to be inclined to say that that was actually a good thing for them. I'm not one of those people. Uh, playing without Jaden McDaniels, who has been their like third or fourth best player over the course of the year, um, and 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 really just kind of competing the way that they did on the road with very little uh, momentum coming into this game, I I really think that they deserve a ton of credit for playing and competing the way they did. And I think that should be the focus uh, after this one, not the bullshit surrounding the refereeing and some conspiracy to get the Lakers into the, into the Memphis game. The Lakers were the better team coming into this game. The Lakers are the more skilled team given the makeup of both of those teams. Yeah, Minnesota outplayed the Lakers for for large swaths of that game, but also the Lakers outplayed Minnesota, especially defensively down the stretch. Neither team neither team finished particularly strongly. It was like two drunk toddlers trying to play patty cake. It was just not going well for either team trying to score, and that game, that version of the game is going to to is is going to favor the better team. That game, like if if it's a wide open game where both teams are getting up enough shots, Minnesota is a better shooting team, and that is going to favor them. But when the game gets stuck in the mud, and you're seeing wrestling matches at the front of the rim to try to get offensive rebounds, either to put the ball back up onto the rim in that moment or create extra opportunities, that's the kind of game that favors the Lakers. And you know, credit to the Lakers for getting it to that point. But I I, I really think. Minnesota competing the way that they did um, was was pretty awesome, and 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 uh, I you know we'll see what the rest of their season looks like. Now for the Lakers specifically, I'm sorry, I find it really difficult to have a ton of confidence coming off of that game. Again, Minnesota was broken before the game started, and then on top of that, Anthony Edwards played. The worst game of his career, when you consider the stakes attached to it, uh, they're just the the Minnesota scored 102 points, and that's you know that should have been a double digit win. You uh, playing against a team that only scored 102 points in a game that went to overtime, like there was this was a team that the Lakers should have been able to put away fairly quickly, and they didn't. You know, I, I thought they defended pretty poorly. Uh, Minnesota was getting basically whatever they wanted for much of the game. Uh, I, I thought offensively there were way too many turnovers. You, the, the Lakers on the night committed 20 turnovers, you know, and, and a lot of them of the kind of careless variety. I didn't think LeBron's stat line was representative of the type of game that he played. Uh, yeah, offensively, really good. But defensively, 
far too often he was just kind of ignoring shooters and those guys were able able to get it going and that really led to the math potentially tipping really in Minnesota's favor I thought Anthony Davis played uh, a, a really good game defensively but I thought he looked tentative offensively down the stretch and I don't think he wants to get fouled especially later in the game uh, I really think he's going through some mental stuff when it comes to the free throws, and I think you would really prefer to avoid those free throw, the, the, those kinds of situations. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, both of those guys played pretty poorly. Uh, Austin Reeves had one of his worst shooting games of the season, 4 of 13, 1 of 5 from three-point range. Uh, he scores 12 points, but, but again, you know, when you score fewer points than shots that you get up, it's not an efficient night. And D'Angelo Russell was a fucking disaster. He was just bad. Like on both sides of the court, he just looked lost all game. And, you know, he was missing uh, three-pointers and, and all of his shots. It looked like short, which looked to me like he was aiming it because he didn't have confidence taking those shots. Like If he plays that way, this Memphis series is going to be a quick one. The Lakers don't have enough talent to overcome that. And, yeah... Dennis Schroeder played his ass off. He's probably the reason the Lakers won this game because of how bad D'Angelo Russell was. The Lakers needed somebody to step up at that position, and he did. But relying on Dennis Schroeder for a seven-game series against Memphis, potentially another seven-game series against Golden State, and potentially another, uh, you know, two more series as as you get through the rest of the playoffs, that's not going to work. You know, yeah, he's 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 a great role player. He's a great bench player off of, you know, when when the Lakers really have things going, he tends to be kind of the dagger for the way that that game plays out. But you do need D'Angelo Russell to be significantly better. You do desperately need Austin Reeves to be significantly better. And, you know, I I don't want to minimize Austin into a foul grifter because I do think his game is a little bit different than that, but that might just be my own biases. Reeves looked to me like at the beginning of last season, the way that Trey Young and Damian Lillard and and James Harden and, and other guys who really rely heavily on getting to the free throw line looked when the Laker when the league really cracked down on on that kind of grifting. Austin Reeves wasn't getting that those calls, and I don't think he really fully responded to what the game is going to look like. And and look, he's a second year player; he doesn't have the 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 frame right now to deal with the physicality of of the postseason. And and I thought this game kind of highlighted that. Maybe he gets better, and maybe my concerns about his physicality uh, are 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 you know, overblown, but for the sake of what we just saw in this one, he needs to be significantly better, not just better, not just, you know, noticeably better, but significantly better than what we saw from him last night. The Lakers in general, as a whole, need to be significantly better if they want any chance of coming out of the West. Hell, just beating Memphis. They're going to have to be a lot better. Speaking of needing to be better, uh, I thought Darvin Ham 
Uh, again, kind of looked like a, a rookie head coach. Now, there were some adjustments that I think he deserves credit for. Uh, playing Schroeder, you know, com- leaving D'Angelo Russell on the bench for much of the fourth quarter was the right call. Russell looked really bad. Uh, leaning heavily on Rui Hachimura later in the game and into overtime, right call. The biggest play of the game was a a play where LeBron James drives baseline and D'Angelo Russell is out there essentially as a decoy and you're drawing up essentially a Dennis Schroeder three-pointer in the corner that winds up going through. That took real ingenuity. That took real balls, for lack of huevos, whatever you want to call them, uh, to, to allow that be your look there, right? Um, you know, there were some good things that were brought to the table here, but I also thought... Look, without overtime, Anthony Davis would have played fewer than 40 minutes. That can't happen there. Uh, LeBron James, without overtime, he plays 40 minutes. That's about right. Austin Reeves, uh, you know, I think was his most comfortable option given that he and Russell and Brown were were all bad last night. Uh, But I do think, like, there was two minutes into the second quarter and 10 guys had already played. That's too much. That's too many guys. Uh, At this stage of the season, you need to find your horses and you need to roll with them. And yeah, occasionally you, you, you make adjustments for the situation and you make adjustments given how teams are playing you, but to play 10 guys and appear to be throwing shit up against the wall and hoping something sticks early in a play-in game, that just, it really makes me nervous. And then, you know, the challenge that he took to avoid AD's third foul earlier in the game, you know, given some of the calls that went against the Lakers later in the game, you can't take that challenge that early on because even if you win, you wind up losing because you don't have that challenge in your back pocket for later in the game. I, I know he's a rookie. And I know it's unfair to grade him against some of the coaches that he's going to be facing off against. But that was a choice that the Lakers made to hire a rookie here. There was a choice that the Lakers made to put him in this position and the position they've put him in for all of this season. It's not fair, you know. But at the end of the day, you have a job to do. And uh, if Ham makes some of the mistakes... Uh, that I think he has made, especially over the last like week or two and into this game when it comes to rotations, he's he's really shrinking a margin for error that is already pretty tenuous uh, if, if we're all being pretty honest with ourselves. So he needs to be better. The Lakers need to be better if they're if they're going to beat this Memphis team. Now let's look at that team. So Memphis is an interesting team. Uh, obviously, Jaw terrifies me because the Lakers' point of attack defense isn't great, and he can, you know, really collapse a defense and either finish there at the rim or get the ball rolling for other guys around the perimeter. Uh, Desmond Bain is is like perfectly built for the playoffs in his physicality. He's got that super thick frame and oh yeah, he's an elite shooter and that terrifies me. 
Memphis has just been a better team over the course of the season than the Lakers, uh, and and that sample size, an 82-game sample size, albeit obviously questionable because the Lakers made a giant trade at the deadline, uh, it is hard to overlook those sample sizes. And, you know, yeah, uh, Steven Adams is really going to be missed in this one. Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jackson Jr. is is not very good when it comes to not fouling. And, and you know, if I was a Memphis fan, that would terrify me. Um, you know, they do have Tillman there who, you know, might take the call against AD in some spots. And he is the kind of player who AD um, does feel some discomfort with. Uh, he's a low center of gravity kind of smaller guy who really gets into the base of players and makes them feel uncomfortable. AD doesn't like that. So that, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But uh, between Brandon Clark being missing here and between Steven Adams being missing here, those are two huge parts of that equation that are not going to be participating. Um, on the wing, you know, I guess Memphis is going to be rolling with Dylan Brooks against LeBron James and yeah there are going to be and 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 he does like he is a meme at this point he is a dirty player and you know he deserves all of the criticism that he gets but also he does get after it defensively and he and he is very good at making guys feel uncomfortable and yeah look I at some point LeBron just isn't going to be LeBron anymore and in in last night's game uh, LeBron was really good offensively but was a disaster defensively because all of his energy was going into the offense and uh, you know if if LeBron continues to to lose shooters and if LeBron doesn't you know fully take advantage of what he has against Dylan Brooks uh, and the rest of the Memphis Grizzlies like you know that puts the Lakers at, at at a real disadvantage. So we'll see what that looks like. We'll see how AD goes up against a thinner uh, Memphis front line. Uh, to me, the most outsized advantage is Jaw going up against the Lakers' perimeter defense. Uh, from there, you know, the next two advantages roll in the Lakers' side. And then from there, it really just kind of comes down to which role players are going to outplay the other ones. And, you know, if last night's game is an indication, then, yeah, I think it's fair to be really nervous about how this uh, series is going to play out. Larger sample size, though, would indicate that Reeves and Russell are significantly better than we saw last night. So, yeah, I, I think if we're talking about confidence here i think it's a i think it's a pick them like i think it's a coin flip and if there is you know odds one way or the other i don't think it's gonna it's going it should go very far one way or the other and i i do really think that you know if, if the lakers want a chance at winning this thing and and fortunately for them they have a few days off the nba i i, I would imagine I haven't seen the schedule, but and yeah, as I'm recording this, the everything is TBD right now. So I would imagine the NBA is going to try to space this out so they can get 
as much time with the Lakers in the playoffs as possible. Um, but we'll see what the, what the schedule looks like, and hopefully the Lakers can enough get enough rest here uh, going into the series and throughout the series to be able to just kind of get their legs underneath them again. They have looked pretty tired for a long time, and you know, playing as many must-win games as the Lakers have over the the last part of the season, that does get really tiring. And you know, in this one, when you're playing against a team that has kind of known their playoff fate here for a while, uh, that advantage does tend to side with the team that has been playing better over the course of the season. But you know, there's just there's a lot going on in the series. And how it looks game to game, I think, is really going to sway in in big ways. We'll see, though. I have no idea. I'm I'm I have no idea how I'll even bet this one. And 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 clearly, there's a lot on the line as my betting money goes directly to Avery's Donuts, and I don't want to let her down. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I hope you check out the longer conversation that I have with Harrison. On last night's game, it's key figures, looking ahead to Memphis and all of that stuff. Have some great guests lined up for the rest of the week as we get ready to embark on these playoffs. Um, I'm going to save my voice. I need to stop talking. So until the next time I talk to you guys, I am Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.